Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Whatever time you're listening to this, please welcome to the Market Color Podcast. This is a weekly podcast that is dedicated to providing our listeners with a broad overview of the global financial markets and with a special focus on the Kenyan markets. And in order to deliver on this objective, we have structured this podcast to begin with an overview of the global markets so as to give you a big picture perspective of the global economy. This is then followed by the Kenyan segment where we review the performance of the local markets with a view to covering all the major asset classes. And finally, we wrap up the podcast by addressing the topical issue for that week so as to bring you up to speed with the latest financial headlines. This podcast is targeted at the individual with an interest in the financial markets, but who probably doesn't have the time for research and analysis. That is why I created the Market Color podcast to call it and analyze the data on your behalf and to present it in a brief and concise manner that is easy for you to consume. This is episode number 45, and this week we are reviewing the performance of the global markets during the ninth week of 2023, and that is from Monday the 27th of February to Friday the 3rd of March. And without further ado, this is your host, Jamuhuri, and together, let's dive right in. We kick it off in the Eurozone, where the latest data confirms that inflation remains sticky and raises the prospects of further rate hikes by the European Central Bank in the coming months. The data showed that headline inflation across the 20-member bloc came in at 8.5% in the month of February, compared to a revised rate of 8.6% in January. To make matters worse, core inflation, which strips out volatile food and energy prices, actually increased to 5.6% in February compared to 5.3% in January. Following the release of this data, the European Central Bank President, Christine Lagarde, confirmed that it will take more time to bring inflation down to the bank's target level of 2%. The European Central Bank has already indicated that another rate hike of 50 basis points is on the cards at its next policy meeting later this month. In the U.S. stock market, Wall Street was on track for a positive weekly performance and stocks rose on Friday as the yields on the benchmark 10-year Treasury note fell below the key 4% level. The Dow Jones Industrial Average rose by 387 points to 33,390, while the S&P 500 climbed 1.6% to 4,045, and the Nasdaq Composite gained 1.97% to close at 11,689. All the major averages recorded gains for the week as the Dow Jones snapped a four-week losing streak to post a gain of 1.7%, while the S&P 500 recorded its first positive week in the last four and closed higher by 1.9%. And last but not least, the Nasdaq closed the week with a gain of 2.5%. 
In the U.S. bond market, the yields on U.S. treasuries fell across the curve as investors continued to weigh the prospects of further interest rate hikes by the Federal Reserve. The market has factored in the narrative that the Federal Reserve will keep interest rates higher and for much longer than initially anticipated. Despite this fact, the yield on the benchmark 10-year Treasury bond still fell by 10 basis points and was trading at 3.97%, while the yield on the 2-year Treasury note was down by more than 3 basis points at 4.86%. Traders have been watching the 4% level on the 10-year bond because every time the rate rises above this level, it tends to trigger a decline in the stock market. For your information, the 10-year Treasury is a benchmark rate that influences the interest rates on mortgages and therefore a breakout in this yield could cause ripples throughout the U.S. economy. In the commodity markets, the price of crude oil initially dropped by more than $2 on Friday after media reports indicated that the United Arab Emirates was planning to leave OPEC, which is the organization of petroleum exporting countries. However, this report was denied and the price of crude oil recovered from the earlier slump and rose about 1% where it closed the week. And as a result, the international benchmark Brent crude was up 0.9% and was last seen trading at $85.47 a barrel, whilst the U.S. benchmark West Texas Intermediate gained 1.3% to $79.20 a barrel. Both benchmarks were on track for weekly gains after strong Chinese economic data ignited hopes for increased demand in the near future. Meanwhile, the price of Marban oil, which Kenya imports, increased to $83.66 a barrel compared to $82.73 the previous week. In the gold market, the price of the precious metal rose to its highest level in nearly two weeks on the back of a softer U.S. dollar as investors considered the Federal Reserve's policy path going forward. The price of gold rose about 2% for the week and closed Friday's trading session, trading at $1,847 per ounce. For your information, gold is considered an effective hedge against inflation, but rising interest rates increase the opportunity cost of holding the non-yielding asset. Before we wrap up with the global markets, I have a question for you. The U.S. non-farm payrolls are usually released on the first Friday of every month. So how come this data was not released last week on the 3rd of March, which was the first Friday of the month? If you know the answer to this question, please send it via email and the first correct answer will receive a branded token from the Market Color podcast. We now change scene to the Kenyan financial markets and this week we start off by looking at the latest inflation data which was released by the Kenyan National Bureau of Statistics and these showed that overall inflation in Kenya increased to 9.2% in the month of February compared to 9% in January. This increase was mainly attributed to higher food prices, which is the result of the current dry spell.
hell we are experiencing that has caused food inflation to increase by 13.3% from 12.8% in January. Meanwhile, core inflation, which is referred to as the non-food, non-fuel component, increased marginally to 4.4% from 4.3% in January. The government is under immense pressure to reduce the cost of living, especially for the majority of Kenyan households who are struggling to put food on their tables. Moving over to exchange rates, during the past week, the Kenya shilling continued to depreciate versus the majors, but held steady against the regional currencies. According to data obtained from the Central Bank of Kenya, the Kenya shilling was trading at 127.29 versus the US dollar, compared to 126.27 the previous week. However, in the interbank market, dealers were selling the US dollar at above 137 shillings. Meanwhile, the sterling pound was valued at 153.54 and the euro was pegged at 135.88. And on the regional front, one Kenyan shilling was changing hands for 29.22 Ugandan shillings and 18.37 Tanzanian shillings. And to the Rwandese franc, it was priced at 8. On foreign exchange reserves, Kenya's usable foreign exchange reserves declined from $6.86 billion last week to $6.6 billion this week, which is equivalent to just 3.69 months of import cover. This amount falls below the central bank's statutory requirement to endeavor to maintain at least four months of import cover. Kenya's foreign exchange reserves have now dropped to the lowest level in 10 years, and this is on the back of increased foreign debt repayments, as well as the country's inability to access the international financial markets due to the high cost of U.S. dollar debt. In the money markets, the interbank market was awash with liquidity, and this was supported by government payments, which far exceeded and more than offset tax remittances. Commercial banks' excess reserves in relation to the 4.25% cash reserve requirement stood at 14.7 billion shillings. Meanwhile, open market operations remained active with the average interbank rate at 6.76% compared to 6.47% that was recorded the previous week. And during the week, the average value traded decreased from 24.1 billion shillings to 23.5 billion shillings. In the government securities market, the weekly Treasury bill auction was held on Thursday, the 2nd of March, and the central bank received bids totaling 32.7 billion shillings against an advertised amount of 24 billion shillings, representing a performance of 136%. Interest rates increased marginally but remained stable as the 91-day rate rose by 4.3 basis points to 9.69%, while the 182-day rate notched a gain of 4.8 basis points to 10.16%, and the 364-day rate ticked up by just 1.4 basis points to settle at 10.69%. 
In the equity market, during the month of February, the stock market recorded a mixed performance with the NASI and the NSC25 gaining by 0.1% and 0.7% respectively, while the NSC20 declined by 0.6%. The equities market performance was driven by gains recorded by large-cap banking stocks such as Standard Chartered Bank, Equity Group, NCBA Group and Cooperative Bank, which increased by 4%, 3.4%, 2.2%, and 1.6% respectively. These gains were, however, weighed down by losses recorded by other large-cap stocks, such as Bamburi and Stanbic Holdings, which declined by 5.2% and 4.5% respectively. Turnover in the equities market declined by 41% in the month of February to $36.7 million. Meanwhile, foreign investors remained net sellers with a reduced net selling position of $3 million compared to January's net selling position of $23 million. In the bond market, Turnover in the domestic secondary market increased by about 6% from 44 billion shillings in January to 46.6 billion shillings in the month of February. And in the international markets, the yields on Kenya's eurobonds were on an upward trajectory for the month with the yield on the 2018 10-year eurobond recording the largest gain of 60 basis points from 10.1% to 10.7%. The rise in yields was partly attributed to the country's dwindling foreign exchange reserves that have raised concerns about the country's ability to meet its external debt obligations. The yields on Kenya's eurobonds continued to rise after Standard & Poor's recently downgraded Kenya's credit rating outlook from stable to negative. And as a result, the yield on the 2014 10-year eurobond recorded the largest gain of 50 basis points from 11.9% to 12.4%. Next up is the topical issue. On the topical issue this week, we are looking at the current shortage of dollars in the market as the government changes the way it sets its public debt ceiling. And in the same week, the International Monetary Fund announced it was looking to increase Kenya's allocation of special drawing rights. And finally, the global rating agency Standard & Poor's downgraded Kenya's credit rating outlook from stable to negative. The Central Bank of Kenya was in the spotlight this past week as commercial banks ran out of U.S. dollars, making it difficult for manufacturers and other importers to fulfill their obligations. A survey of the interbank market confirmed that most banks have imposed a daily maximum cap that is as low as $5,000, which is a clear indication of the scarcity of the U.S. dollar in the local market. And as a result of the scarcity, commercial banks are now selling the U.S. dollar at a rate above 137 shillings, which is in contradiction to the central bank's official rate, which is quoted at 127 shillings to the U.S. dollar. This exchange rate differential confirms the existence of a parallel shadow market, which the central bank continues to deny. In other news, the government of Kenya has decided to change the way it sets its public debt ceiling. 
Therefore, instead of using a fixed amount, which is currently set at 10 trillion shillings, the government has opted to use a percentage of the gross domestic product. The cabinet has authorized the National Assembly to change the debt ceiling from the current fixed limit to a new floating debt ceiling that is set at 55% of the gross domestic product in present value terms. Kenya's public debt is currently above 70% of the gross domestic product and we now wait to see how the Treasury will compute the present value of our debt ostensibly to create more room for government borrowing. And by some strange coincidence, the International Monetary Fund has announced that it is set to increase Kenya's allocation of special drawing rights. This will give the country more headroom to access additional funding to boost its dwindling foreign exchange reserves, which have come under pressure from maturing foreign debts. For your information, special drawing rights are an international reserve asset that is created by the International Monetary Fund and allocated to members to supplement their existing foreign exchange reserves and allowing them to reduce their reliance on debt, which is more expensive to finance. And finally, the Global Rating Agency, Standard & Poor's, has downgraded Kenya's credit rating outlook from stable to negative due to concerns about the country's debt servicing capacity, which has been constrained by lack of access to the international markets due to the high interest rates being demanded by investors. The rating agency also pointed to the country's shrinking foreign exchange reserves, plus the weakening of the Kenya shilling and its impact on the cost of servicing the external debt. And on that note, we come to the end of this week's podcast. Thank you for listening to the Market Color Podcast. We hope that you found it to be useful and informative. And if so, please share it with a friend and help to spread the word around. We really do appreciate your assistance in this effort. And for your information, the Market Color Podcast is now available on all the major hosting directories. That is Apple Podcast. Google Podcast, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Please subscribe and remember to turn on alerts to be notified of new episodes. And if you have any ideas or feedback on how we can improve this podcast, please feel free to reach me on the following email address, and that is jamuhuriG at gmail.com. Jamuhuri spelled J-A-M-U-H-U-R-I. Once again, Thank you for your continued support. I look forward to interacting with you again next week. And in the meantime, please do have yourselves a blessed and fruitful week ahead. And remember, you will not regret the things that you did and failed, but rather the things you could have done but did not do. Think about it. Thank you and God bless.